Squares make a circle. All these squares make a circle. <laughs> I'm so fucking high. <laughs> that's making it in. <laughs> no, no, ruins. The cat that's in the tower in Dragon Ball. I can't remember his name. No. But but I know who you're talking I about. I can't remember either. Everyone phone silenced. Mm-hmm. Yes. Who's Frieza? Uh, Frieza, I don't think you've met yet. Wait, hold on. Are you saying that uh, uh, underwater God is not Frieza? No. I don't think gods count in that Dragon Ball scale. <coughs> yeah, super. You have yet to meet Frieza. Who, who, so who's Del Sonora? Bulma? Used what? to be Bulma. Used to be Bulma. <laughs> I just I died. Bulma's the closest. She has it all together. She just, you know, she's got some brain fog now. Yeah. Bulma with amnesia. Like Bulma with like a cold and not a cough medicine. Thor to no. Benadryl Bulma. <laughs> Benadryl Bulma. <laughs> Thor to no. <laughs> oh, I just, it took me a second. I got it. <laughs> We're going to make the t- trunks. Thornton, no. <laughs> Thornton, yes. Goblin House Studios. Hello, everybody, and welcome to episode 38 of our actual play tabletop podcast. I'm Matt, and I play Shrimp Stomp. I'm Jojo, and I play Ninx. I'm Spook Jim, and I play Galliot Delaric. Hey, everyone. I'm Cody, and I play Thord and Stronghollow. And I'm Adam. I am our game master. Uh, Bianca is not with us this week. She's out of town. But we're going to proceed in the last episode. The party had a strange experience. They had gone down to the beach to commune with the mysterious sea god that Galliot had unintentionally discovered. And from the water rose a figment that appeared like Umira, but absolutely was not, and revealed itself to be Vendel, the shore god, a god who had been defeated and cast into the sea centuries ago. Bendel offered its forgiveness um, because it seems that he is the source of the kidnappers and the collar that ended up branding all of our party members. Um, He also offered to cleanse them of the curse that they experience now where anything they try to drink becomes this briny blood substance. But the party rebuffed this mysterious and god of trickery and said, no, we won't have it. 
and Thoradin cast the strange cursed axe he came across into the sea and promised to defeat Vendel one day. And as such, the party returned to town exhausted, ready to rest and, and decide what to do next. So it's nightfall by now. Are you going to try to find an inn, or what are you going to do? Yes. Yes. Okay. Ronwen isn't a very large town, and uh, it only has a few inns, and they are definitely very busy in the evenings. So you can just follow the sound and come upon a uh, an inn that you see light coming out of all the windows and doors and a, a din of noise coming out of it while the fishermen having their last few drinks of the day before turning in. And uh, the one you come across has a wooden sign above it that says Kataganas. Um, you go inside, there's, there's a bar, there's a, a big a cooking fire pit, people gathered around it, seated on the floor, drinking sake. There's a lot of rough-looking characters in here. Um, and a lot of them are gambling. There seems to be a lot of gambling going on, drunkenness. And behind the bar is a, a woman of, of whatever culture that's wearing these colorful kimonos and painted face. And she's talking with a few people at the bar. I'm gonna go ahead and walk up to the to the bar. Um, excuse me. She turns to you and bows a little. Welcome to Katagana's. Yeah, thank you. I was just uh, wondering if you had some uh, uh, rooms for the night. We do. We do have rooms available. She she looks out. Is this your party? Uh, yeah, I indeed. I have two large rooms in the back. It would be five silver for the night. Very well. We will take them. She takes your coins. Would you like anything to drink? Boy, would I! <laughs> <laughs> Boy, would I! You have this? We, 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 we're thirsty. Would you like sake or something else? Um... Beer. We have beer. Do you have anything that does not contain water? Um. <laughs> <laughs> she furrows her brow a little bit and tilts her head to the side. Well, what do you mean exactly? We we have to be careful with what we consume. She kind of raises her eyebrows. Well, young sir, that. That is on you. We have beer, we have sake, we have water, we have wine. I, I I will take some some wine. She bows. Looks at the half orc Galliot. And you, sir. No, I think I'm good. <laughs> <laughs> I I'm I'm good. Galliot just wants to go to bed. She kind of scrunches her face up and looks strangely with the goblin in the room. Hello! Uh, and, and you, goblin? I would really like to be able to drink some water. Very well. Would you like food as well? Yes! 
She points to the fire pit in the middle of the room. A lot of people are gathered around. And there's like a boar roasting over it and, and several fish of some kind. I will return br- briefly with your drinks. Shrimp Stomp's going to go over and get some boar. Yeah. There's someone like cutting and serving. Thornton's going to grab some of that boar as well. They're giving it. They kind of hesitate when, when Shrimp Stomp comes up. But Dirty they, plate. Really slowly do it and keep their distance. <laughs> like, why is this thing in our hand? He, uh, Shrimp Stump's going to immediately grab the boar and literally just suck all the juice off the meat and use that to quench his thirst. It tastes kind of rare now. If he swallows quickly, he won't notice. Yeah, exactly. So I do have a question. Yes. Is it a gaming type of Is it possible to gamble away a curse? Um, I guess you you think you could try, but um, <laughs> is it possible to gamble away a contract with a god? Yeah, <laughs> that's kind of the thing. <laughs> um, wherever this this thing came from, your doubt you could shrug it so easily. Okay. Because it seems to be a very personal curse, like a grudge, given its source. Um, Ninx and Galliard, do you get any food? Uh, um, yeah, Galliard grabs some food. I just grabbed the mushrooms out of my pack. That's all you need. Uh, Moon's Shadow um, begs Leilathia for something to drink. He's going a little nuts. And uh, we'll say the Leilafia gets something to drink as well. Um, her her thought is that I'm running low on Sky Thistle. And uh, if we're going to die soon, I want to be able to smoke this perfect whatever um, before she, she dies. So she excuses herself to look for, you know, a source of that in town. And also that handsome ranger that you met <laughs> earlier, Eversair Greycloak, who seems to be in another inn. You assume he's, he, he might be with the Lady of the Night. You don't know. All right, so Thornton, I'm going to go ahead and uh, just start, like, eating this board, just trying to get whatever I can out of it, especially when it comes to, uh, you know, Liquids. Sure, of course. Uh, a woman comes out of the back with a tray and all of your drinks, and uh, she hands them out. A couple of the glasses have, like, white paint on it from her face paint. You don't know why these people do this, because she's in the back working hard and sweating. It has all this makeup running down her face. She gives you all your drinks and bows says thank you and goes back inside. Well, I can't say I've ever uh, encountered uh, people quite like this. And then I'm going to knock it, drink it as quickly knock, as possible. Just knock it back, drink it as quickly as I can. So it, it tastes like salty blood. Um, but yeah, you, you drink it. Um, Leilathia puts a cup on the floor. Moon's shadow 
buries his snout in it, gulping it down. And his whole his whole snout is red with blood. Who else drinks their drink? Shrimp Stomp's going to attempt to, but he knows it's it's going to be the same gross stuff that it was. Ninks tries to also. Okay. Do you finish your drinks? Slowly. Slowly. Yes. Oh, you want to savor it? No, I don't want to savor <laughs> it. I'm just... It, it's... He's avoiding it. Yeah, it's it's like when your parents tell you to take your medicine and you're just kind of like slowly yeah, sipping yeah, on the... Yeah, I get you. Okay, uh, some of the gamblers in the room are, are mean-mugging your group, specifically the goblin who has come into their town and are kind of whispering to each other and pointing at Shrimp Stomp. One of them wanders by to get some more sake and looks down kind of dismissively on all of you. What did you come to run with? There's nothing for you here. Thornton, uh, he's just gonna, like, look up. It's like, none of your goddamn business. Oh, I'm sorry, none of your god's damn business. None of your god's damn business. <laughs> he kind of glares at you and shakes and his head. back at him, daring him to do something. Dare you. He, uh, he says something in, in Miri that you don't, that you don't know. Strip Stomp has, uh, learned his lesson, not just speak freely to strangers and he's just going to stay quiet. Mm. I am going to call him a bitch in Salimni. <laughs> <laughs> in Salimni. He can't understand me. He, he furrows his brow and kind of can, he, Kind of confused. You can tell he doesn't understand you. But he mean mugs you silently and goes back to sit with his friends. And you can see him telling each of them and they're all... Looks like they're trying to figure out what does this word mean? (laughs) (laughs) That'll keep them busy for the rest of the night. (laughs) And I'm going to go back to eating my... uh, Back to eating your boar. boar. Okay, well, after, after a few minutes... As the gamblers are collaborating, uh, one of them comes up. He's who's not Miri. He's an Ironar fellow. He uh, thinks for a moment. You can see his lips moving. He's like, "I think it means bitch." <laughs> <laughs> and that gambler about drops his sake. He leans back. His eyes grow wide, looking at Thordan. You can. You can audibly hear him from across the room. He called me a bitch. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, some of those those gamblers get up and uh, start walking over to your group. About three of them. Oh, I'm so tired. I'm gonna go to bed. <laughs> <laughs> they stride up pretty quickly. Um, to confront Thornton. So. Confront who? Thoradin. Okay. As they Confront. are doing. They come up and just start beating. <laughs> <laughs> I thought you said Borden. That's why I asked. I don't know who this Borden is. For our listeners who don't know, Borden is part of our B team. You'll probably meet him someday. <laughs> Alternate universe. So, as they are walking up, I'm going to notice this. 
and I'm going to uh, cast thaumaturgy. Uh, like, like, just un- like, just mutter it un- under my breath. And with every step they take, like f- from their perspective, the uh, the uh, the room starts like darken. Like, 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 like the the the, like the candles and what they start to, like flicker in and out, and like it, it they, as they get closer to me, it just seems to like darken. They like halfway over to you. They uh, they stop and look around. And the whole volume of the room like drops suddenly. And all the patrons are looking around, looking at the candle in front of them. What is going on? And there's sort of a worried murmur going around the room. They're going to make a perception check to see if they have any idea that you were the cause of that. Quick, everybody act confused. What? <laughs> One of them, the the one that you called a bit, <laughs> is like laser focused on you. He doesn't know what's going on, but he thinks that you outsiders are to blame. Um, the painted women come out of the back and are looking around, very confused. And one of the fishermen in the room is like, "It's the curse! Fuck this!" <laughs> he, he, he uh. He scrapes together some of his winnings and starts heading for the door. Another fisherman, wait, let me see your cards. And he gets up and follows him out. What, 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 what are the rest of you doing? Um, I look over at Thorin and kind of give him a knowing smirk. (laughs) (laughs) And, uh, I'm going to get ready to cast, uh, press the digitation again like we did last time we were in a bar. <laughs> oh, okay, okay, what are you doing? Oh, I'm I'm doing the stench bomb again. <laughs> oh, no. oh, no. Why? 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 <laughs> I'm getting ready to in case they actually start something. Oh, you're getting ready. That, that will be my first <laughs> opening move. You're not letting it loose. Yeah, I'm not on them. I, I'm just, I'm letting that that bubble up in my stomach, that fresh oh. pour, and oh. get ready to rise, lift up that right butt cheek. Oh no, <laughs> rancid. Um, so the the other, so these guys have um kind of loose kimonos, shaved heads, a lot of tattoos. Um, you know what, Galliot, make a perception check. Let me just move all the stuff in the way of my. Fifteen. Fifteen. Mm-hmm. You kind of recognize some of these tattoos a little bit and just their ethnicity and clothes. And they kind of remind you of a group of basically pirates. They call themselves sea bandits for some mm-hmm. reason. You're, you're pretty confident. Like a gang almost. And some of the other men with those tattoos stand up in the back and they talking amongst each other and trying to come up with some kind of a plan. And that man, the the bitch, the man who is branded <laughs> a bitch, he, he points at all of you and says, you should leave our town. You don't belong here. Thornton is just going to turn his back to him, continue eating his boar. In the dark. <laughs> Thornton is going to straight up just ignore him. Because 
He's a bitch. (laughs) Listen to bitches. Um, The man to his right kind of nudges that guy. Are you going to let him do that to you? The bitch shakes his head. No. And they start speaking to each other in in Miri, kind of quiet, sort of quietly. Um, And they start to all leave the room in unison, just just silently. Another gang is mad at us. This is not not good. Well, I think we should go to our rooms. Yep. Good idea! Because uh, if they come at us, we can bottle them in the door. (laughs) Nink climbs up the... You're going to love Miri houses. The proprietress, the bartender lady, if that's who she is, Mm. is uh, going about the room, looking at the candles... Looking outside, wondering why her place is cursed. Oh no, I I I I dismiss the. Oh, you dismiss it. Yeah, yeah so She's long. even more confused now. <laughs> Scratches her head. I dismiss it at the uh, as those guys are leaving. Makes it look like they're the ones that are yeah. cursed. That's clever. Ten experience. That's very clever. Yippee! Yay. Um, are you are you going to ask her where your room is? Yes. Um, excuse me, madam, uh, would you be able yes. to, uh, uh, show us to our rooms? Uh, yes, yes, right this way. Thank you. Uh, she leads you out the back of the inn, and there's a little courtyard. Not fancy, but it is a little courtyard. And there's three large, um, buildings. And she takes you over to one. And you see it is a, there's a little foyer, these big sliding doors, the whole, the whole building is divided in half. And there's two empty, very large rooms with like woven sleeping mats on the floor, a little fire pit in the ground, no beds. And uh, all the walls are very, very thin material. And the partition between the two rooms are wood frames with some kind of thick paper and she uh shows that there's there's uh some water can be retrieved in the courtyard Thornton's gonna stand there for a second like what <laughs> <laughs> the the thin panels of the walls and like Thornton could tear that apart with probably his forehead <laughs> <laughs> are, are these walls paper <laughs> the inner partitions are paper so between the so when shrimp stomp farts during the night, yeah, everyone's gonna hear it. Shrimp stomp probably everyone's gonna smell it. The stink could pass through the paper, melts the paper. <laughs> <sighs> Something tells me this inn isn't gonna be in one piece by morning. <laughs> yes, it is. We're not gonna. Might not be up to us. Yeah. She bows and and goes back inside. Hmm. I don't have anything. <laughs> I don't have any spells or anything that'll help us in this situation. Who's who's wounded? I don't know. I don't think we don't think anybody is. Okay, I don't I think we've done think it. So. We didn't have any fights between the last time we slept. Yeah. Okay. It's been a lot of RP though. Yep. All right. So two big rooms. Who's going to be in which room? I'm by myself. You can take a whole room to yourself. Well, I remember I'm gonna commune with 
Oh, you got things to do before you settle in for the night? Yes. Okay. There's plenty of rafters in this place. Quite a bit of rafters. I mean, I, so could, pro- could... I could probably just be in the rafter, not yeah. necessarily in a room. I thought that's what you might do. Yeah. <clears throat> that's where you want to be? I'm just grabbing throwing up there. Wee! Wee! Thank you! You're welcome! <laughs> I appreciate it! Um, I assume that me and Del Sonora will take up a room. Yeah, you tend to. Does that mean, uh, and, and Leilathia is going to be elsewhere for the night. She's mm-hmm. out doing whatever she's doing. She never came back. So Moon's Shadow is with her, with his red snout. So that means, uh, Thoradin and Galliot in the other room, and Nynx in the rafters of probably not Shrimp Stomp's room. Yep. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm not. <laughs> Just in the rafters of some random room. Not Shrimp Stomp's, though. Not Shrimp Stomp's. You find a few amenities like candles. You could you could make a fire in the fire pit if you wanted. Um, it's actually not too bad, but probably the sleeping on a thin mat on the ground is probably uncomfortable too. Um, you all, Shrimp Stomp will go out to I guess it's the well and mm-hmm. draw out some water. Okay, he's gonna take it back to his room and. He's going to um, take a hand, take his hands, mm-hmm. and dip them in the water to see if they turn to blood. Uh, no. He's going to slowly actually wash his hands. Really? Yeah. Hmm. To see if it has, if the water, this stays water? It stays water. Okay. So... He full-on scrubs his hands completely clean, and nothing happens to the water. It, well, well, it turning blood it turns out. gross now. Yeah, it's, 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 it's very, <laughs> very dingy. Little fleas. Yeah, <laughs> that's what else. Um, I imagine he's like after he's on, he's like, <laughs> <laughs> my hands are pink. Yeah. Well, the room's dark, so he doesn't really yeah, okay. see the color too much. But he uh, he washes completely washes his hands. The water stays non bloody. He kind of he gets confused a little bit about it. And like, okay, well, it's purely just for drinking that this curse like seems to be. And so he go he goes back outside. Um, is there any uh like animals in a pen or anything like that or uh. Not that you see, but you could like hear in the distance. You could hear oh, okay. like some goats. Um, he goes around to where some, maybe some mud is or whatever, and he goes ahead and fills his hands back up and gets them caked back up. Nice. Gets them back in, in working order. And then he goes, goes back and gets ready to go to sleep. Okay. Delsonora is reading in her spell book. Were you going to put your hands in animal poop? Yes. Yes, I'd, <laughs> absolutely. I, I wondered why, and that's why. That's horrible. <laughs> absolutely Stench is disgusting. Pride. Stench is pride. That's right. Um, Galliot, Thornton, what are y'all gonna do as you get ready to? So, rest? Uh, how was the weather? <laughs> <laughs> how was the weather? It's laying perfectly on his back. 
<laughs> so what is that uh what is that thing that you've been using? Your your weapon boy. Oh. Uh it's just a fishing spear. It's really nothing fancy. Hmm. I've also got a belaying pin that I stole from one of my ships. Oh what now? <laughs> Pull it out. <laughs> don't think I've ever seen something like that before. Uh, it's just something you um, tie ropes around to secure everything. It's pretty sturdy. It's like a little club, if I recall. Mm-hmm. With a pig. Well, if you want, I can, uh, I can make you a proper weapon. Just threw shade at your shitty weapon. <laughs> well, I mean, it's... <laughs> it's all, a belaying pin. Yeah. <laughs> it's all, like, makeshift weapons, so... Like like what? What do what do you what what are you good at? What are you good with? What's your proficiency? A sword, <laughs> hammer, spear. Simple weapons, um, hand crossbows, long swords, rapiers, and short swords. Mm. All right. Well, <laughs> used to take sword fighting lessons. <laughs> How how does a uh, how does a sword sound then? Yeah, sure. Well, um, I'm just carrying one around, so give me a little bit, and uh, I'll get you one. <laughs> and I am going to uh, go ahead and start setting out all my all my stuff. Nice. And I am going to go ahead and cast. I'm going to go ahead and uh, channel my divinity and use uh, Artisan's Blessing. Uh-huh. And uh, so Thornton, he uh, he'll, he'll sit on he'll sit on the floor. Actually, he's going to do this around the fire pit, so as not to accidentally maybe burn the building down. <laughs> Paper <laughs> building is quite flammable. And um. You'll you'll see you know kind of a glowing, like, whitish blue light appear in front of Thornton, and he's going to you know use um, a bit of steel that he has. Yeah, some steel scraps, and this is going to take an hour, so don't disturb him. <laughs> Shut up, Yaliot! You'd be Mr. absolutely Thornton! silent. <laughs> oh! <laughs> But um, inside this like glowing, you know, whitish blue orb, you'll see this scrap of metal start like bending and contorting, lengthening out. That's really cool. I'm pretty sure Galliot's just gonna sit and watch. So, and that is what Thornton is going to do for now. Okay. So while Thornton is is magically creating, forging that sword, Nynx, you said you were going to. Nynx had found a window. Face is the moon full, or there's plenty of flimsy windows that are just slid open. They're, they're yes. pretty big too, so a man could crawl through them easily. Is the moon full, or roll a d twenty? <laughs> that is a six. Six. We'll say it's a uh, it's a uh, waning. Okay, that will work. Is it headed? That means it's headed more towards a new moon, right? 
We're headed towards the full. I always forget. The, that's heading towards Newman, if okay. I'm not mistaken. It's perfect. Mm-hmm. Waxing's bigger. Waning is smaller. Yeah, waning okay. is uh, um, the illuminated area is decreasing. Okay, so it's close. Getting get to a new moon. Yes. She's comfortable with that. So she's going to get out her cards. Lay them on the windowsill. Uh-huh. She has lit her candles because usually, you know, she does a big circle, but because limited area, mm-hmm. she just kind of creates a half moon. Appropriate. So, uh, and uh, she takes a little bit of the sand that she's been collecting. Okay. That nobody really, you know, because she collects things. Did you collect that out of the footprints or just in general? Just in general. Okay. No, she wasn't about to go anywhere near those footprints. Okay, I was, my memory doesn't serve. Yeah, she 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 was not about that life. Not about that <laughs> life. <laughs> so, um, and she draws another moon to where it all kind of coincides. Okay. And she uh, takes her, not her fighting deck, but her other deck, and she shuffles it, and then she separates it into four okay. decks, and then she shuffles both, all four of those decks three times. And um, she doesn't take the top card, but she counts one, two, three, and she grabs the fourth card. Okay. And then she flips that one over, starting from her left and working her way to the right. So. What are you, uh, is this with the Earth Mother? Yes. What is your intent? She is wanting to get answers as to why one fey monarch, because she doesn't know if it's a queen or king, mm-hmm. would want to rid or cause harm to another. Okay. Because in her mind, in a way, because they both belong in water, Maybe it was some sort of like, because she's going by how it was in her community growing up. Like it was some sort of like territorial rivalry or a sibling rivalry. Like Mm -hmm. this sibling took over because this sibling, you know, and so not only was it like a rivalry between belief systems, but once this sibling, like, did what that other one, you know, then it, like, started branching off into these other sub-religions, sub-whatever. So she's like, is this just a territorial thing? Is it a change of tide, so to speak? Am I correct in thinking that you're talking about the fake queen and then the creature that you Mm -hmm. just met down on the beach? Yeah. Okay. Like, maybe they were siblings are one and the same and somehow it's split into two or like gotcha. she has just from her knowledge she's she's not 100% as to why one would want to cause harm to the other okay 
Um, the first card that you come across gives you um, kind of the feeling an affirmation of the absolute separation between the fae and whatever the divine is. And by that I mean the the gods, whether or not they're a race or a type of creature, very different. And you get the sense that they're somewhat opposed in some ways. Your second card... Hold on. We need to make a system where we can like roll these, like get a get a list of cards and like roll randomly and see what we can pull out of that. Oh, I can. Maybe I have pull. a tarot deck. I can always bring it. You want to use the actual tarot? We should do that. The second card you get depicts um, something that you interpret as a protector, and kind of the vision that you receive shows that the proper fey queen is actually protecting everyone from something very dark and very bad and very mysterious, represented as almost stars in a dark sky. Okay. The third card reveals to you a usurper, a betrayer, this other thing that is not Fae, is trying to stab this protector in the back. You interpret that to be Vendel, the shore god, has appeared and is threatening this protector. Can you spell that? V-E-N. Vendel. Oh, V-E-N-D-U-L. Okay. He's the shore. The shore god. The supposedly dead shore god. Okay. The fourth card, because there's four, Mm -hmm. right, four decks. The fourth card reveals to you a group of people who are have been fooled, have been tricked, and they're being taken in by this evil god that is trying to stab the Fae Queen in the back. And thus, the Fae Queen is angry at the allies of the Shore God. Put God okay. So the vibe you get is that they're they're fighting because the Fae Queen is occupied with a a task she is there to do. And suddenly this usurper shows up in her backyard, on her other flank, creating an entire new front to the war. And the people, whether they know it or not, are helping or being deceived by the shore god, you begin to wonder if this whole revocation of the Fae Queen's blessing from Ronwen might be more involving trying to take resources away from her new enemy. And just yesterday, you heard a priest um, down by the beach talking to the people about the blessings the shore god is giving us. The other gods won't listen. The Fae Queen curses us. But this shore god, he's coming back and he's going to save us. The enemy of the Fae Queen. You get the impression the Fae Queen isn't quite, isn't being depicted quite accurately. And the other guy is a wolf in sheep's clothing. Wolf in sheep's clothing, very deceptive. And the people are just playing right into his hand and being used as 
maybe uses weapons against the Fae Queen, whose back is turned because she's um, dealing with some other threat. Very distant threat. And really, though, you could say that since we saw him take the form of Umira, who very well could have taken the form of the Shore Queen, and he's the one that's actually... So he's playing both sides. It would be in Vendel's best interest for everyone to hate the Fae Queen. So in, when everybody thinks that it's the Fae Queen that has cursed the town... Everyone refers to it as a curse because that's the most straightforward option. But you, every time you commune, it's clear to you that she has just revoked her blessing. She yeah. has not cursed anyone. But and it very well could have been that. Yeah. I was going to say that it was actually the, the short god that did it. The question has already been raised. Why did the Fae Queen, quote-unquote, curse an entire village um, in the way that she did? But... But but yet when Thoradin talked shit about her, suddenly everyone is instantly plagued by this seemingly deadly curse. It doesn't add up. Yeah. Why would she be so, quote-unquote, lenient on um, a village that steal, stole one of her people, but, yeah, but not kill everyone, but, but yet Thoradin right. talks shit and all of a sudden you're cursed? That doesn't make sense. So that has to be some... Some different force. It sounds like Vindel the Shore God exactly. trying to make you hate the Fae Queen. Exactly. And cursing you when you curse her name. See, and that that's the way Nynx is taking it, is that, that we're being deceived by Vindel, especially after seeing him take, or, yeah, him take the shape of Umira. And the, the footprints and, of Satoa yeah. and Umira. And that. Taking Thoradin's offering to Satoa and corrupting it into something else and putting it right back in his tracks as a weapon against the Fae. Seems like y'all are being deceived by this thing at every turn. So with that knowledge, the one that seems most level-headed is Thoradin. Even though she knows that Thoradin doesn't un- doesn't always believe what Nynx is saying, but she thinks that maybe in this one instance she can get through to him because it had to do with Satoan and an offering that he had given her, or that he had given Satoan because. He felt that it was the best way to show reverence. And then this god turned around and took something that he meant as an offering. Even in when he knows that Satoan has done X, Y, and Z for whatever reason, we don't know. And completely 100% corrupted it and turned it into basically... Garbage. Normally garbage, but... Evil. Yeah. And he was hoping that Thoradin would use it, but Thoradin was brave enough and smart enough to say, you know what? 
I see your tricks. You can have this POS back. Bitch. (laughs) (laughs) Mic drop and turn around and leave. Basically, Thornton did a mic drop move and... He sure did. I think Ninx knows that even in the times where her and Thornton have butted heads, Thornton has kind of listened. And not necessarily 100% believed it, but at least acknowledged it. And might not have put stock in it, but still, in his little way, put it in the back of his mind. And it's like, that. I that's how you believe. And so, Ninx, with that, she curls up in her little circle, her little moon circle. And... Goes to sleep. On the windowsill? Mm-hmm. Okay. Alright. Well, Ninx is curled up on the windowsill. Thoradin is making a sword for Galliot. Shrimpstone, Pete, didn't you go to sleep already? Yes. Okay. In the time that all of this has been happening, he did what he was doing, and then he's, he has now gone to bed. Okay. Well, as the party... Hunkers down for the night. We're going to pick up next time on episode 39 and find out what happens next. You can follow us on Twitter slash X at Goblin House ST. You can follow us on uh, Facebook at Goblin House Studios. We also have our, twi- our Twitch, which is also Goblin House Studios. And um, it has all of the links to our Discord and our Snapchat and our our TikTok TikTok, too. which is Goblin House STU. Thanks, everybody. Please like, subscribe, download, etc. Thank you. Bye. 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 Bye.